today we are going to talk about loving ourselves in the way that Christ loves us. Let's get started. So in the last episode, we talked about how we're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves, but we didn't really dive into what self-love looks like. And so I just want to kind of make some room and get rid of maybe some old ways of thinking and welcome in some of these new ideas um, to just sit with, to pray with, to ponder on, and to take them as you will and see what they what they do for you in your own life. So let's get started on that. I can only speak on behalf of being a girl and growing into being a woman that um, self-love is a very complicated topic. Um, you know, present yourself well, but don't look like you're trying too hard. And work out, but don't take it to the extreme. Eat healthy and, you know, fuel your body with good things, but don't overeat and don't starve yourself. And there's never really been a good, clear um, standard or clear line that as a woman I could walk and say this is what it looks like to love my physical body you know this is what it looks like to represent myself in self-love I was taught to you know dress modestly cussing was it wasn't allowed I should say but it wasn't really something that was talked about it was more of just kind of like the way that you speak as a representation of the way your interior looks it was kind of just something that was um, I, I don't know if it was taught or just kind of something I came up with on my own or was something that was just kind of understood. And if you're from the small town from where I'm at, you know that Harvey Rabbit is this like ventriloquist puppet show thing where um, they taught you like not to do drugs and they taught us the golden rule, which is treat others the way you want to be treated. And I believe that rabbit <laughs> with everything that I am to treat others the way that you want to be treated and that even now like plays so much into the way that I try to live my life. Granted, we all make mistakes. We all fail in tons of ways, but I, I also fell in this way. But I just remember like in a dating relationship saying like, well, I'm not going to cuss at my significant other because I do not want them to cuss at me. Like that is not something I'm going to tolerate. And I am not going to hit my significant other because that's not something I'm going to tolerate. That's not how I want to be treated. And without realizing it, that lesson somehow ingrained in me um, or caused me to think about the way that I want to be treated and caused me to sort of reflect, again, without really realizing it, on self-love to evaluate the ways that I think I deserve to be treated, to evaluate the worth that I put on myself and say, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to tolerate and accept and what am I not? And that became my standard on how I treated other people. Self-love is certainly a journey and something that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of looking inward to say, what parts of me do I like and why do I like them? What parts of me do I not like and why do I not like them? Is this something that needs to be worked on and truly fixed, healed and redeemed? Or is this something about me that is actually special and unique and good and has value and has purpose and is a gift from God that I need to learn to love and accept? And that's a hard thing to do and it is time consuming for sure. But the more you learn to love yourself, and truly get to the root of who you are, 
the more confident you become because you become so sure in your identity and the things that make you who you are that regardless of what anyone else says, whether it's to your face or through a sloppy comment on social media, it doesn't impact your heart. It doesn't impact your mental state. It doesn't impact the way that you live your life because you're so rooted in your in your truth of who you are, which hopefully is rooted in the way that Christ sees you and who Christ created you to be, that it doesn't impact you because you know it's not true. And yes, we could get into, you know, hair and makeup and the way that we dress and all of these things. But for me, self-love, at least in my family and the people around me, and I think even through social media and things like that, have taught me that self-love is the way that you treat your body. And I have not always had really great examples of loving your body. And it's not that the people around me didn't have good intentions. It's that they had a twisted concept of how to do that. Or they had a really good grasp on a healthy way to do that, and they took it too far. Or they never had that example for themselves, and so they were out here just trying to figure it out and do the best that they could, and it, it, it wasn't healthy. And so because of those examples, I chose to turn a blind eye to my health for a very long time. When I was younger, I was told, gosh, your body's so great. You eat what you want and it just doesn't impact you. And because I'd never given my body or my health a second thought, I just thought, well, this person probably knows more about healthy eating and body types than I do. So what they're saying must be true. And so, of course, that is how I lived my life. I went into college and high school and even into my married years saying, I eat what I want and nothing affects my body. And joke was on me because through drinking in college and eating terrible foods and fast food and not paying any mind to it, um, it did impact my body. And my body fluctuated and my body changed. It adapted to what I was doing to it, which is what our bodies are supposed to do for us. I didn't actually notice it. I didn't actually realize it. And it's because I had turned a blind eye. I think the people around me had um, struggled with their health and their weight and what it meant to love your body that I was afraid if I indulged or engaged in this concept of healthy eating and healthy living that the pendulum for me would also swing in such a dramatic way from going from someone who doesn't look at look at my body and think of weight or um, shape or what I'm putting in my mouth to the complete opposite the way people in my life, I'd seen it happen for them where there's obsessive thoughts, there's eating disorders, there's body dysmorphia or whatever these things are. And I saw how the people I love and care about the most were being hurt from engaging in these concepts of healthy eating and healthy living and how it had gone too far for them. And it became obsessive in different ways and different levels. I also saw people in my life who acknowledged their body weight and their body type and yet didn't do anything about it or struggled to do something about it. And so I thought if I just pretend it doesn't exist. There's no such thing as healthy eating. There's no such thing as body types and shapes and sizes and scales. Then I will never go to this struggle and this dark place that I've seen the people in my life go through. 
But at the same time, a part of me knows and knew that to pretend it doesn't exist is also harmful and is also damaging. And where is this middle ground? How do I find it? Who can I turn to? You know, every time I open social media apps, there's ads about check your hormone levels. That's why you're overweight or have the mom pooch. Or this is how, this is the exercise you should do for the mom pooch. Or this is the cause of, you know, do low carb, do low calorie, do this, do that, more fruit, all of these things. And I'm like, I don't know who I can trust. I don't know where to start. I don't know what's going to work best for my body, the way God created me to be. Yes, it works for this person or it worked for that person, but I don't have their body. So what's going to work for me? I don't know. And so for years, even until recent times, you know, I'm talking like this year even, I have struggled with finding what to do, how to do it, and what's going to work for my body in the way God created me to be. And as I've been on this spiritual journey and, you know, attending ministry school and all of these things, I've learned that God wants to talk to us and He has so much to say. He has so much to say. And He has something to say about all the things in our life. Of course, He would have an opinion and a say-so about my very being that he sculpted and created and was so intentional with. If he knows the numbers of hairs on my head and he calls me by name and he says I'm his beloved daughter, of course he would have something to say about this piece of art that he himself sculpted in his hand and created for goodness and for a purpose. Why haven't I consulted him? Why haven't I asked him, God, you created me so, so beautifully Help me to love my body the way that you love my body. Help me to see the value in it the way that you see the value in it. Should I be working out? Is that what's best for me? Is that what is going to help me to live a healthiest life so that I can carry out my mission and what you've called me to do? Should I not? What is it that you want of me? How can I best serve you by serving my body and taking care of this gift that you gave me? That is a concept that honestly has not crossed my mind until this year, which sounds absolutely crazy, but I'm learning to just invite him in to all areas of my life. And I'm not doing all areas of my life at one time because it's overwhelming and it's a learning process. But this is one area that I've recently opened the door and said, please come into this area of my life and sit with me and counsel me, give me wisdom and knowledge, give me hope that I'm capable of these things, that I am carrying out your will. There are days when I don't want to work out and I don't. There are days when I want to work out and I listen to God and I listen to my body and he says, today is a day of rest. You shouldn't be doing this. Um, Your muscles need a break. Your body's asking you for a break. I have not seen transformative results. I have not seen a burst of energy come over my life. I do not have these incredibly, um, you know, I don't have an incredible health testimony to share with you guys. But what I do have is to say, I have an absurd amount of peace over this area of my life that I used to pretend didn't exist. Then I acknowledge it existed and became very stressed, very overwhelmed. Um, I would say even felt levels of anxiety around it. 
You know, should I be doing this program, this program? Um, Should I have this trainer? Should I be at this gym? Should I be lifting this amount of weights? All of these things, all of those thoughts have subsided since I've invited Christ to come in and just sit with me and say, you, this is your, my body is your piece of art. How do you want me to love it? And a really good friend of mine and a mentor that I just think the world of said, you know, if you're insecure about your arms and that's all you're ever working out, you're neglecting another part of your body that God also created. Like you're neglecting your legs. And if you only work on your legs, then you're neglecting um, your heart rate and your, your blood pumping through cardio. And so even to pray and say like, God, what part of my body do you want me to love today? And taking a break and giving a part of your body a rest is a way of loving your body. Working out another part of your body is a way of loving your body. And these concepts are all so new to me and shocking that as a Christian, as a Catholic, I haven't been told these things and I'm having to navigate it for the first time by myself. And, you know, I I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I haven't had excellent examples of what it means to love my body and the people around me, whether it's family or friends or um you know, social media or songs or whatever, the world around me has not shown me this. And so as hard as it is and as discouraged as I can get sometimes about trying to navigate this in a very um, patient, humble, Christian, prayerful way, I also consider my child and say, how can I do better loving me so that she can love herself better? Because I'm not just fighting this healthy battle for my own heart and my own arms or my own legs or my own swimsuit this upcoming season or whatever it is. I am fighting this battle for my children as well and for my grandchildren. Like if I can set this standard of inviting Christ into this place um, and to all places again, I'm not there yet, but this is just one area that I've, I've recently opened the door and let him in and it's been so transformative in my heart. I think another thing that has been super helpful for me is I found a Christian playlist that has the upbeat um, rap, to be honest, for for lack of better explanation, um, sound that I enjoy working out to. Um, But they talk about not letting Satan defeat you. And um, they take a lot of popular Christian songs and put their twist to it with this upbeat melody that is more fun and um, inspirational for me while I'm lifting weights or while I'm riding my bike or, you know, doing a core workout or whatever it is. And it's amazing how in the moments where I feel discouraged in the middle of my workout thing and I cannot do another rep or I don't want to do another rep, I should say, um, the, what I'm listening to, what I'm letting fill my brain in the background keeps me going. It keeps me inspired. It keeps me fulfilled. It is another layer of how I'm able to invite Christ into this space. And as I've done that more and more, I feel like God gave me a prayer. I shared it on my Instagram the other day, and I just want to read it with you all and um, release this over you and bless you with this prayer. And this is how it reads. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, thank you for my body. You made it exactly how you wanted it to be, and you do not make mistakes. Help me to love this body here on earth to the best of my ability as to not take for granted or disrespect your very creation. When I push myself in a workout, I am loving my body and myself. 
when I listen to my body and rest, I am loving my body and I am loving myself well. Please renew my mind and everything I've heard about fitness, health, and wellness. Create in my clean heart, O Lord, the way that you see me, that I view my well-being the very way that you do, and I don't listen to or focus on what the world tells me, but instead invite you into this space. I can't promise, well, amen, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I cannot promise that you will have amazing health and fitness results from using this method, but I hope that through this particular episode that you are able to start this decluttering process of your heart and your mind, the things that you've been told, um, the things that the people around you have said, whether they're pinching certain parts of their body and um, saying negative things about yours. I hope that you take any negative thoughts you have about yourself, about um, the way that you are living your health and fitness journey, and you take out all of that that baggage, that anxiety, the stress that comes with it, the standards that society has set. You quit listening to all the Instagram ads, which don't get me wrong, I'm a sucker for the Instagram ads. I have fallen for more than one. Um, But instead, you invite Christ into those spaces and you let him speak on these areas and you let him guide you as to what is best for your body. He created it and he does not make mistakes. And through his guidance and his support, even if you don't see physical results, which I don't know how you couldn't listening to someone like Christ, but there definitely will be a newfound peace of mind, peace of heart. And I just bless you and pray for success in this as you move forward. This concludes this episode of Making Room. Um, I, again, am your host, Marley Martin, and it was a pleasure speaking with you, and I cannot wait to tackle our next topic.